Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of This Life, a podcast by Mallorca Media. I'm your host, Felix Mallorca. Um, thanks so much for coming back and listening. If it's your first time, I appreciate you being here. This Life is a podcast about mental health. It's about life. It's about just how mental health intertwines with everyday life, with this life that we're living in. Uh, today, I have a really cool... Um, guest his name is randall aka randy he is a dog trainer a uh rapper i wouldn't say rapper he's a musician let's call it that um he's a musician he is this guy's just everything man um i met him at pizza port with a couple of my other friends and it was just kind of a a little like hey you know he had a dog and i said what's up to the dog uh and it was a little conversation in passing i never really thought that this person would later be on a, on my podcast. Um, but that's how you, you know, that's how you make connections. Um, I think moral, moral of the story today is reach out to people, anyone, uh, someone you don't know, just have a conversation with them. He's got a pretty phenomenal story from being homeless to riding his bike all the way from Canada to Southern California. So definitely stay tuned for this one. Um, that being said, this episode is sponsored by the one, the only Popple. I got it right here on my case. I always keep it on me. Um, this is your digital business card. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the demo for those of you watching the video um, because I just love this thing. I'm gonna go ahead and put up my phone, and then I put up the Popple right behind it, and I'm trying to double task. We got a little pop up window come up here. Um, click on the little pop or the little pop-up popple window and it's loading and there is all my stuff there's my beautiful photo my wonderful face and it has my website it's got my instagram you can text me it's got the podcast links and then i put that link onto my instagram so anyone that goes to my instagram gets my popple uh little link section if you use code this life on Popple's website, which is popl.co, you get 20% off of your purchase. Uh, the link is down below as well on the description of the episode. Um, and yeah, just click on that link and I get a little kickback from it. So thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, yeah. So Randall and I spoke about training dogs. We spoke about where he came from. Uh, we got into black lives matter. We got into just all sorts of things. Um, afterwards we, we spoke a little bit more and he's just a creative dude. Um, I never like to box someone into one thing. That's why I kind of struggled with what Randall was. Um, he's more than just a dog trainer, more than just a musician. He's got, he's got a bunch of stuff going on. Um, I'm excited to have this person in my life and I'm excited for you to listen to our conversations. So without further ado, here is my episode with Randall. Uh, make sure you follow him on Instagram. The Instagram and all that will be uh, down in the show notes. So check that out. And thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Bye. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us once more. Uh, who am I sitting with? My name is Randy Tyrone Ogden. 
All right, Randy, welcome to this life. Um, Thank you. I, I like it. <laughs> so we we're just talking about. I want to start on this. We we're talking about kind of how crazy your life is when you more or less work for yourself. Um, you work for yourself. I do. And we met where? We met at uh, what's it called? Pizza Port. Yeah. Yeah, Pizza Port. My friend works there, and actually, he was also a client of mine. Oh, nice. For dog training, and he he's like, hey, come through. I don't use up my break time. So you can. And so we were there enjoying some pizza. And then y'all came through. Yeah. I was there with uh, two friends. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really talk a lot. It was just like, yo, what's up? Cute dog. And then yeah. I think you gave me your Instagram. I gave you a, either a card or my Instagram as yeah. well. Um, and I've just kind of been sitting back watching. Um, what do you do? Easy to, you know, to understand is uh, dog training. But what I like to say it really is is. I am able to communicate with the dog um, and have them be able to speak to us in their language, which is built up of noises and body postures and the way they look at you and, you know, how they exhale and all these things that create this language. And for people, we normally think of language as linguistic, right. you know bilabial movements yeah exactly wow yeah <laughs> beautiful dude you have a good voice thank you thank you i'm, I'm releasing gonna... my album right now are you really for real hell yeah it's on spotify as r and l r and l the and symbol like randall r and l that's sick look them up spotify Woo. hell yeah um what's what's this venture of yours called uh canine conscious so, um yeah so something that i actually really like and that kind of stood out to me was that you treat the dogs like and this is gonna for some reason offend people but you treat your, you treat the dogs like animals they're animals yes they like to run around there yes. and I've, I've said that so many times where i'm like it's an animal yeah you know and people are like oh my god it's that's like my that, baby that's that's fine <laughs> which right. is great i have two dogs love them to death Give and me goosebumps oh, <laughs> what's up man <laughs> We're homies now, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have two dogs. I absolutely love them, but mm -hmm. I'm like rough with them. And, yeah. you know, they're they're animals. And yeah. they hunt for gophers and they're inside, outside dogs, mostly outside. And they hunt. One's a husky, one's a, a beagle. Beautiful. And the beagle's tough to walk because she is scent driven. And mm -hmm. she's always, you know, and I, we're working on it. And But that's the main thing is they're animals. That doesn't mean that they are, you know, beasts. They still need your trust. They still need, um, I mean, they still need love. You can have your animal be your baby. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like now in society now, people just are so afraid of something touching, happening. Anything. Anything. Yeah. What's uh, What's one of the biggest challenges you've had with that? Oh, gosh. Our kind of dog culture now. That is, that strikes a deep chord within me because... Yeah. You know, we're people, we anthropomorphize things, meaning we put human characteristics on animals. Right. And we assume because, of, you know, we assume that they do things for the same reason that we do or they're motivated by the same things that we are, which is true. You know, hunger, shelter, sex, play, interaction, all these things, uh, stimulation of these types. But the thing is... They need to be expressed, instinctually expressed. And anything that is not able to really express itself becomes depressed. 
Right. So it's like, hold on, hold on. Say that one more time. Any, anything that does not express itself becomes depressed. That's super true. Yeah. I can't take credit for making that up. I listened to a podcast called Lewis Howe's uh, School of Greatness. There you go. Check it out. It's amazing. Right. Um, but yeah. And when people become depressed, we develop all all types of disorders, right? right? Mental health issues. Uh, you know, people have even been theorizing that just mental health altogether eventually deteriorates the brain. You know, certain things that will lead us to like uh, Alzheimer's or uh, schizophrenia. And that's just by not keeping certain emotions in check to where they get to run rampant on our body. And this takes a toll on our nervous system, our somatic, psychosomatic system. You know what I mean? It's just does the same things to dogs too and so when this happens to them it's different to fix because we can't talk to them we can't get them a counselor i'm their counselor right essentially i'm like the the counselor between the dog and the human and the human says my dog does this does this and it annoys me or i don't want this or why is it biting and then i i look to the dog and i say what's up I say, what's going on? For right. real, tell me. I know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like trying to tell me all this stuff. The humans always, words, right? Words, words, words. But we say a lot with our body language, with our intonation, and the way that we like to express. Our signature is carried in the way that we speak and, and in the way that we act. So I looked at the dog and I say, what's going on? And then they, they look at me and they go, I'm like, all right, well, let's go for a walk. And then they're like, yo, my owner never walks me. My yeah. owner doesn't understand me. They just like say things to me all the time. And like, it's so inconsistent. Like sometimes they mean food when they say food, but sometimes when they say food, they're just talking to themselves about food. And <laughs> right. You know, like, like those TikToks where they're like, Hey, so the other day I was going for a walk and they're like, and I was like, <laughs> And then I got some treats. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> Those triggers, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we go in there and I hear what they're saying and I'm like, okay, I got your vibration. Let me figure out how to best convey this to your, your human so they can understand how to give you a more liberated life. Yeah. A freer life. That's awesome. Um, how'd you get into this? So I was in the military. I dropped out of high school when I was 17, 16. How old are you? I'm 29. I just turned 29 okay. on February 20th. All right. Awesome. Happy birthday. Happy late birthday. Thank you, brother. All what right. about you? Uh, I'm 26. 26? Yeah. Birthday's on December 10th. December 10th? Sagittarius. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was, I saw your eyes. You're like, what, what sign is he? <laughs> yeah. Sagittarius, dude. Thank you for telling me. I don't like guessing. I do. <laughs> I love guessing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We should have done a guessing thing. Oh, dang. Um, so you got out of the military. Mm -hmm. Or I'm sorry, you were in the military, dropped out of high school. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, dropped out of high school. Parents got divorced. I'm like, all right, let me figure out what I can do to make me the most independent away from all this. Join the military. Like, that's the good idea. <laughs> you know? Yep. A lot I of independence want, there. Exactly. I don't want discipline. Yeah. So let me go to the military. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that a lot of a lot of kids actually think that way. Like, well, I have nothing else. To, I'm gonna go in the military, and it's yeah. like, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. what, which I support the troops. You know, yes. shout out to the troops. Of course, and thank you, <laughs> thank you as well. But shouldn't be the first decision though, that just because I have nothing else going on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. exactly, exactly. But yeah, I went into the military three and a half ish years, four ish years. 
got out when I was 20, um, 17 to 20. And then, so yeah, like three years. And then uh, when I got out of the military, they gave me a big check from my service that I had built up from that time. And uh, I had to go back and live with my mom. And after four years or three years of not living with your mom and doing that from being a teenager, dropping out of high school, oh, never. She had her boyfriend at that time that I introduced her to <laughs> on a vacation. Like, <laughs> ew. Dude, you were the wingman? That's sick. I was. My mom's wingman. Because she's only 15 years older than me. Okay. So... And that's my savior right there. That's my lady. That's your homie. That's my homie. So I went to go live with her, and uh, I was, like, there for six months. My life was, like, tearing apart. I was like, well, this is horrible. I became depressed because I didn't know how to express. Exactly. And then I met a girl, and I, like, started boxing, met a girl. So I stopped becoming – I was not angry anymore, and I was living with her, and I got a dog. And – um Blusif is her name. And when I got her, it changed my life because all I wanted to do was spend my time with her. And I had had a very crafty way of being unemployed without having to go find a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's sick. <laughs> That's the American dream, dude. It's the American dream. And now it is. Yeah. And I'm from Canada. Oh, by really? By the way. Yeah. Nice. I rode my bicycle here from Canada. What? Yeah. I just peaked. Sorry for everyone listening. Yeah. What? Here to San Diego? To San to Oceanside, California, two thousand five hundred miles, fifty miles a day. Why? Just me, Blusev, Pantera, and her other son at that time. I was just like, yo, I have so much free time. I'd lost something real close to me, um, and I was like, kind of hurting, kind of searching, and just like had ample time. And I'd been traveling the years prior. I'm like, no, I'm gonna buy a bike. I'm not gonna hitchhike this year. I'm not gonna buy a dang ticket. I'm gonna do this on my own willpower. And so I left in November 11th, in the Damn. dead of winter. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? It from, snowed on me in every state. From where? Uh, where in Canada? Sarnia. Uh, Sarnia, Ontario. It's across from Flint, Michigan. Okay. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? So how do you make that trip? Do you go across Canada and then down? Well, I was already in Ontario. That's where my mom lives. Um and so I just went down to Sarnia, where I have a, a really good lifelong friend that lives there. And I got my equipment there and crossed over on the ferry um, and then rode from, yeah, Michigan to Indiana to, Jeez. yeah, Kentucky and then Illinois and then Missouri and then Arkansas and then Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arizona and then California. And it was such a, it was so nice arriving in California. I, I was bet. like, Ooh, for a dogs, lot of reasons, right? Oh, so many. How how did the dogs take it? Well, just to touch what you were saying, it was freezing before, and then California and Arizona is like, oh, finally, yeah, you know. And the dogs are not supposed to run fifty miles a day, so I ended up pulling them. Yeah, <laughs> mostly. I bet. Yeah. How many dogs did you have with you? Three. Holy moly! Yeah. Is that the pack that you have right now? They're like the base of the pack, yeah. One of them actually passed away. His name's Frankie. Damn. Um, but, you know, his spirit lives on. He, it's, it's amazing. These dogs, they've changed my life. And so just getting back on point to what it was, you know, I get a, I'm living with my mom, move out of my mom's, stop being angry, have a dog, don't want to go get a job. 
So I'm like collecting what we call in um, Canada welfare, right? They call right. it EBT here, right? You know, hell yeah. Shout but they give EBT. you cash there. Oh, mm-hmm. healthcare and cash, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you shout out to Canada, man. That's why you guys are so happy. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, most of us. <laughs> we all come down here, though. That's true. Cali's where it's at. That's true, man. Yeah, there's no better place. So, um, that it, wow. I'm trying to process all of this. Um, it's a lot. What did you do once you got here? When I got here, I was homeless for two and a half months, and it's like two and a half, two and a half. But yeah, two and a half months, and I just made sure to be clean every single day, walk around with my dogs, because that's kind of my business card until I finally got shirts and business cards. Right. Um, and just being seen, building presence, working with them the way that I do, you know, looking at them, being like, get over here, you know, bobbing my head to beckon them kind of thing, or using yeah. my hands to motion. And this just gained attention from people. And then finally, like on my birthday, my last day of being homeless, I ended up walking in a coffee shop, Jitters Coffee Shop. And um, it might have even been the day after, but I walk into this place. I sit my dog at the door. I walk up to the, the cashier. I get a coffee. And the person that was working at that time um, was like, yo, how did you do that with your dog? It's like, just, your dog just sitting at the door this whole sitting. time. Yeah, baby Frankie. He's maybe eleven months right now, just sitting, no leash, no collar, because I'm ratchet like that. <laughs> and uh, you know, she's like, "I want that. I need that." And I was like, "Okay, here you go. Here's my information." And boom, I was able to move into a place the next week, and that's kind of just haven't went back to that. It's been beautiful. Just Damn. a lot of dog training. Were you? when you were homeless where'd you stay everywhere everywhere so the crazy thing is while i was traveling for those two and a half months pedaling every single day you're not homeless you're traveling that's right right i I was literally just gonna say that but then i got here and because i'm stationary and even though i just had that huge long trek um i just instantly became homeless and you're looked at differently immediately yeah it's like you can feel the difference in how people are receiving you. It's like, whoa, no. And Oceanside, California. I mean, California, South California, is a lot of homeless. Yeah, and it's getting, getting yeah. pretty bad. It's sad. It's getting pretty bad. And also, it's so easy to be homeless in these places. Like, I'm from the north. It's cold yeah. up there. Being homeless is like, you're tough, and you're tough here, too. And, like, there's places in other countries. Like, I can't even begin to go down that whole place, but... Imagine being imagine being homeless in like Saudi Arabia. That's what I'm saying. It's hot as hell over like, there. Right? Saudi like Arabia? A hundred and Alaska. hundred plus Alaska. Or Nineveh, you know? That's a Canadian place. <laughs> yeah, Nineveh for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants no one wants none of it. <laughs> I want none of it. <laughs> it's just one of those places. I think like there's a lot of places in Canada. I've spoken to people that live there for a stint in their life and they're like, Yeah, there's places that just people don't want to be in. No. Like desolate people might live there but just because they live there it's not like well i live there because i love it no i'm like dude they're just there i live in i mean i live in escondido but still like yeah i always praise about like this place is dope man i want to go to the snow i can go to the snow today i know right um that's what i love about cali yeah and then the beach is right there yeah but um that's crazy what did you is there anything when you were homeless that you kind of learned that stuck around with you yeah yeah definitely how to not how to not judge a book by its cover because there's a lot of homeless people out there that 
having a conversation with them being is kind of like i got to play that part you know i'm not that's not my life but they accepted me because i looked like one of them yeah and i am one of them we're all the same and it's just this garment right here that makes me look any different and that's exactly. it that's literally it and so but they literally they would accept me i went to brother benno's every morning i'd take a shower get some food get my day pack kind of thing i'd start stack up some food so i don't have to go every single day yeah you know, on the weekends have some rest but people are good on my hungriest days when i didn't have any food and i didn't plan well there's people who they didn't have anything either and they would stop by and they'd be like and i was hungry and i was getting sad and i was getting mad at nothing but just like the frustration of the situation i was in and uh you know it almost it brought tears to my face all the time because it's just like wow you don't have anything and there's a lot of people out on the streets that are real hustlers like if they just had purpose excuse me sorry about that that's all good purpose set to hands they would be very beneficial to the community but they're like abstracted and i feel like i'm not gonna go down that road but it's just like there's a way for there to be social justice rather than this injustice this inequality yeah that's going on let me touch a little bit more on this on this homeless situation uh i myself and i had clark bartram on here um absolute legend he and i one day he called me i think i've talked about this before but one day he called me and was like hey man i, I met these homeless people and they kind of let me into their circle um i want to make a documentary about it and i was like dude i'm game this was like a little bit before covid mm. um and we just interviewed homeless people to that's interview dope. them that's awesome and i had someone text me like hey uh you know my wife just saw you and he didn't say like where or like how or whatever mm -hmm. i was interviewing a, a lady who had no teeth had just like terrible like damage like sun damage in her on her skin like yeah because she's out there yeah and clothes were super dirty um yeah. had an incredible story though and yeah it was just kind of like oh you're doing that mm -hmm. you know it was like people would like tense up like M make sure you're careful you know and oh that gives me goosebumps yeah man i'm like i'm i'm like i mean you see them out there and we never really like say anything. They're out there. Yeah. But um, everywhere. There's hold up. No, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> you check it. There's a guy in here that lives here. <laughs> Just every other day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's 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 crazy to me because I thought the same thing. I'd be like, oh shoot, there's someone asking for money. Don't look. Right. Where maybe all they need is like a little smile and like, hey, how you doing? I don't have yeah. any money for you, but you know, how's your day going or something like that. That's huge yeah huge and and one of them said he's like i've dug ditches and i've done this and i've done that flying that sign is the hardest thing i've ever done yeah because the pride is just like you they people i mean people assume like oh they just want to be out there and right well some don't want to work some of them lazy just kind of want to be out there because they're like whatever yeah. i have nothing else yeah but other people are like no you know I, i'm trying to stay in a hotel and i'm about to get ev evicted from there and i'm I'm waiting on another person and we're going to put our money together. And I'm like, man, that's, that's insane. Um, and beautiful waiting on another person teaming up. Yeah. To get this thing. But yeah, no, it, it is insane. Just cause they have that, that connection. Camaraderie. Um, yeah. You, you were saying there's a way to like help them out or like with that social injustice. Mm. What do you, what do you think? What would be one of your ways? Cause I'm still looking for the answer. Yeah. Like what's, I would love to just, have a billionaire go out there and be like here I would start that start your life start yeah. your life start your life so 
that obviously it's not plausible right but right and that's you, dangerous too yeah right just exactly <laughs> some turn around and get freaking stabbed and that, now i have more money right or <laughs> they od or whatever it is exactly you know? I mean, that might be a good and effective way to get rid of all of them is give them more than they can handle. And, you know, but uh, that is not the way. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is create jobs, sustainable jobs that no one else really wants to do, but that you see homeless people doing anyways. Like, homeless people will clean the lot. They'll pick up all the cigarette butts. They'll get those clothes that are hanging around everywhere. Like right. there's so many deposits, of uh, just debris and junk all over the place who cleans up the roads why are you having some volunteer group do it that like you it's know trouble that it, they get, got a 500 dollars ticket and they're trying to get rid of it right that's true i mean just and it could be piecework i okay so the reason why i say this is because i know a few people who are out there and they're hustlers and then there's, there's some that aren't even homeless and they do this what they'll go is they'll get cans they'll go and collect bottles Oh, we've seen them. Yeah. yeah. And some of them make $400, $500 every time they go. And that's only twice a month. That's a part-time job, though. That is a part-time job. And they're biking. And if they got the setup, awesome. But generally, they don't even have the setup. Yeah. You know, what about kidding all these people with, with a bike and a means to move around freely? And, hey, when you see garbage, you pick it up. At the end of the week, if you have a lot of garbage, we'll weigh how much garbage you have. We'll pay you your piecework by that. City's clean. That's true. You know, beaches clean. That's very true. Them, they're starting to feel good about themselves. They're the ones who keep it clean. That's a sense of pride. They're going to start carrying themselves differently, feeling like they're a part of the community, not a part of the community. Exactly. And and a lot of a lot of them were saying that like we don't exist. We And it's like that. Yeah, like it's it, designed. Exactly. You know. And they're like, yeah, people I've been spit on, I've been you know Spit mocked and i'm like Dude, get a job get a job yeah. uh you junkie i mean some of them might have been junkies before and then they realized like this isn't the life for me and right it's insane and on the flip side i've had people who have three children and they just lost their job and their wife also just got a divorce with them and also they just got sick and there's like too many of these bills adding up at one time and boom, their house is taken because there's no empathy in the business world like that. It's like, you can't pay, you got to go. Yeah. And so now we have, you know, a man reduced in stature because of the, you know, outer circumstances that are kind of imposed by a monetary system. Yeah. So that's all. I mean, it's, that's all. Every Everything everything stems from something bigger. Yeah. There's no, there's no one answer. Mm-hmm. to everything no i think this is we're so we're cooped up at home we're seeing all these problems yeah and we're getting frustrated but right it's like you when you were angry you're like well remind me of the quote the depressed one if i am not able to express then i will become depressed exactly and that's what we're experiencing right now and right. i'm really glad you said that because oh nice yeah because yeah. we we're sitting at home yeah and i mean things are quote-unquote getting better but there are people that haven't worked for almost a year now yeah and it's like what is it what toll does that take on them what what toll does it take on the kids i'm mostly thinking about the kids it's like right. they are on their computer all the time well that's Zoom. kids these days right yeah like back back in the 90s this would never been a problem exactly it would have been everyone would have been out playgrounds playing sports and whatnot but what we think is a job <laughs> yep we have people going to working their nine to fives and whatnot like you were talking about how you know we get this sense of 
independence the way that we get to work being entrepreneurs and whatnot you didn't really say that but that's what i feel like you were implying and so i feel like right now there's a lot of people at home and they're like yeah i did lose my job and i haven't been doing anything for a year but i feel like they're starting to ask themselves this question why have i not done anything for a year even though i lost my job like how does that stop you from going to the gym how does that stop you from now utilizing 16 hours of your your conscious day exactly to get the results that have always been the job was the excuse before Mm -hmm. now there's nothing yep well contractors are backed up we're trying to we're trying to get a um on the other side of this i mean obviously it's a gym but we're trying to build like a a two i guess office spot or whatever here um and the guy who wants to rent the other spot out he's like i can't find anyone because everyone's just booked and it's because people are sitting at home now they don't have an excuse they're like oh man we got to get this fixed or we got to start you know doing this and uh yeah kind of expressing their creativity through that but um yes yeah we did go on a on a tangent no but that's good (laughs) though because that's mostly how people express themselves in our society is monetarily and that is there's being a strangle on that like there's a hold on that that's going on you can't just be spending money when we're not making money exactly exactly it's gonna dry up at some point what's what happens then those stimmies though those stimmies i'm waiting waiting on this other one right now (laughs) but it's all going to credit cards anyway (laughs) let's not talk about my financial struggles (laughs) uh people like you work for yourself i'm like i work for the credit card company (laughs) you know what i mean they should start paying that'll take it down that's amazing bro um so let me let me go back to 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 the canines as you call them Mm -hmm. um i like i said before i've been i've I've always been one of those guys that just like, it's like my dog has to be rough. My dog has to kind of like, just, I, I mean, they don't have to be rough, but they just, I love when a dog plays. I love when a dog is being a dog slamming into one another. Exactly. Um, but I've gone to dog parks before where they're like, Hey, control your dog, control your dog. And you're like, um, <laughs> my dog's chilling, dude. Like my dog's trying to play. Your dog's an asshole. Your dog's beefing. Yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> um, why do these things happen? Why do people, I kind of want to get into the relationship of, of people and their dog. Good. Um, what are some of those negatives? Where do those negatives stem from in your experience? Yeah, because definitely a lot of people, I feel like we might universally say the same kind of thing. Sorry. Yeah. We might kind of say some of the same things and that's cool. But in my opinion, I'm just like, we're, we've moved away from the dog being a dog to treating it like a child. And then, but also not treating it like a, a child that has liberty or freedom, like the way that we treat our children, Yeah, which is like, whoa, don't step on the grass. It's wet right now. Your feet are going to get cold. You know, don't go on the water. You might catch a cold or, hey, did you put on the SPF uh, 90 because right. the sun's out and it's raining outside? Did you put a jacket on? I'm worried about you. I don't want you to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Hey. You don't want to go to the sleepover that all your friends are going to because you want to stay home because you got anxiety. I can work with that. Right. Get out of here. What do you mean? Go do these things like we're sheltering so much and we're moving into the like Black Lives Matter and all this feminism and transgender. And like there's so many splits and factions that are like popping up, but they're always there. Right. But now there's like this unification 
through them with them but also like we're all being exposed to each of these communities so much i feel like it's making people kind of recoil a little bit and being like uh, i don't know what moves i can make without offending this person or that yep. person and this you know people if you want results if i want results i need to do the things that get me those results in insanity is doing the same thing over again expecting different results so if it doesn't yep. work do something different i see people who this is this is what they do they end up sheltering their dog they treat it like the human um they start putting and projecting their emotional patterns on them without hierarchy without discipline or rules or boundaries and already the thing that the dog needs is mainly a hierarchy mm -hmm. a pack leader Yep. And so with the pack leader not there, the dog is supposed to be the pack leader, but technically being raised by the people and but the people are projecting on the dog unbeknownst to them because dogs are sponges and will absorb whatever's around them. And so now we have this. I mean, when people have these disorders and we can get help, we can start to sort it out, you know, after years, writing it right. down, getting right. through it. The dog just gets all this in his vibration. Boom, dense, boom, dense. You know, what used to be something that's easy as a puppy to change. Now you have, you know, uh, the dog is psychotic. The dog has uh, neurologic issues because neurons that wire together fire together. And it thinks that not only is it the weird twisted leader of its house, but also it needs to protect the ones in his house. But only when they're afraid and also they're afraid all the time and you can't get away from that like that's a dead end for a dog that describes one situation yeah and inevitably that's going to happen and that's there's going to be a fight there's going to be teeth and someone's going to have to point the finger and so we have people pointing fingers because of their negligence yep. towards their dog's mental well-being and physical spiritual well-being and because of this now they're saying, oh, your dog is being a dog? That's cool. Your dog's like that. But my dog's bad. Can you control your dog? <laughs> my dog's bad. Yeah. My dog will bark at your dog or bite your dog. Put your dog on a leash. Get out of here. Yeah. Go get a trainer. What are you talking about? Put my dog on a leash because my dog's being an animal. I mean, people do the same thing, though. We've third, we've outsourced our security. to, And I'm not saying it's a bad thing or whatever to the police department or the government, but... I mean, we pay people to govern our mentality. We pay people to be, make us feel secure. And those same people, I'm, we all know where that goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so. true. Wow. When you put these kind of parallels on it, it, it makes sense. Um, I've always had kind of a, I always hear this, this term, uh, separation anxiety mm -hmm. with your dog mm -hmm. and in my opinion, I think it's it starts with the human. You're constantly yes with your dog, and and your dog falls down, and you're like, oh my god, ah, my baby, my baby, yeah. are you okay? Yeah. And like, I, I see these these owners that are like that, and I'm like, yeah. As a puppy, I'm like, dude, your dog's fucked. Yeah. Like, uh, do you know the damage it's doing? Like, oh my god, right. it's barking. Oh my god, it's barking. Oh my god, it's barking. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. Let it bark, or 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 I don't, know. don't. Or don't. But if you don't want it to, don't tell your dog you don't want it. It doesn't know what you're saying. Right. You got to show. What does that look like? It looks like getting a response. What does that look like? That varies from person to person. So in a in a sense or in a situation where a dog has that separation anxiety what are maybe some some tips that you usually give definitely to work on the relationship with the dog 
start going for more walks scheduled we both have something to look forward to when we have a goal in mind it kind of makes everything in between doable uh manageable right tolerable even time is something that exists for us but for a dog eternity awaits every single time we leave that door they have no <laughs> idea when we're true. coming back yeah that's true fucking crazy and they're just sitting like Right. He'll be back any minute. Yeah. It just left. Dude. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we get back to just like, boom, like yeah. you didn't even tell me where you were going. <laughs> but the cool thing is we start to build a routine with our dogs. Tell me, how fun is it to only ever be told what to do when you're doing something wrong? Yeah, no. But That's what school was for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Institutionalization. Exactly. Of education. Yeah. Schools of thought are meant to be free and infinite and get to expand and then we put a box on it <laughs> but yeah. that's besides the point point. and and because i think also the language you use is we own the dog right that's our dog right and i'm i mean i use that language mm-hmm. too my dog my dog yeah. um i mean my dogs are dope but um <laughs> i believe that <laughs> yeah dude for sure they're little shitheads i love them yeah they but should like, be yeah when you get that kind of like like when I was a, when I was a kid, I used to think like, no, you have to scream at the dog. You're no, 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 you know, and just rub its face in it. And what is that? Nah, like uh, it's weird. Yeah, my dog was eating its poop, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I did some research, and turns out my dog's not, you know, psychotic. She just isn't nutrient is either lacking nutrients yeah. or um, our schedule has been off because I was like in and out of town, so our food schedule was off for a while and you kind of have to look at all that stuff we just think they're just there to be i like that you say that and you bring it up because that the food schedule is off so yep. i'm eating my poop now <laughs> you know like i caught her in a hole just it gets that serious with a yeah. dog bro like yeah. imagine with your your mom you, you miss dinner and she exactly. come back she's in the toilet she's just eating her shit i don't know when you're coming back <laughs> <laughs> just looks up at you Oh my bad. <laughs> that's bland. Oh, that's so funny. When you think of when you put it in human terms, you're right. like, this is insane. Yeah. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be like that with a dog. Like Mm-mm. but you have to look at the problem and be like, okay. Like whenever like a dog hurts their leg or something and mm-hmm. the owner's like, Oh my god, I have to take him to the vet right, right now. It's like your right. dog probably just stepped in a hole and you know right. monitor it for a little bit. Yeah. Let him keep the routine. Yeah. Let him just kind of be. Yeah. And then if it doesn't get better and like couple days and yeah you should be worried three four days i watch anything see if it's getting worse getting getting better and then after that i I would consider it serious do you have any Um, any like trainer kind of headaches that you get with with obviously you don't want to bash clients and all that but we've all kind of oh it's so easy to talk about this without bashing (laughs) any clients yeah because go for it Oh, it's the reality of the situation. It's like what we've been talking about. We're, we're not able to treat these animals like animals. We're treating them like people, but not only people. We're treating them like marshmallow people. They're right. so soft. You know, too hot, you're going to melt. Too cold, you're going to freeze. You know, it's just, it's so conditional. And it's just, my biggest headache is trying to, attempting to get across to the person that, when we and this actually creates success for anyone in their life it's right. when we're able to create a routine you know plot our course and then sail that course uh ask exactly for what we need and then put it out there to the universe 
take those actions towards those goals, kind of everything starts to fall into place. And we as people become more resilient in the moment. We're actually able to be more present even in the moment. I'm listening. I'm trying to set this oh, up. Oh, no, totally, totally. We're able to be more present in the moment because we're like, wow, you know, I'm kind of frustrated right now. But I do know that I'm going for a run in an hour. And, oh, you know, I'm really angry that that person said that to me. But I know that I'm about to go for a walk right now anyways. You know, it's just my schedule. And I'm going to have time to reflect on that. Come back. You know, they always say take 10. Yeah. Take 10. Don't, don't react. So there's so many things that the parallels in dog training and how to live life are huge. They've influenced me heavily because it's like, if we want our dogs to learn something, we want them to change their... Okay, first off, the remedy to any dog, any situation, any problem is exposure, creating a routine, rules, boundaries, and limitations. Implement those things in a healthy way, you know, three walks a day, one hike every other day, uh, playing with the ball every other day in between that, you know, and, you know, two, three days out of the week, they get to see other dogs on their dog pack. Like these things, there's a reason why it helps us to become balanced, right? right. We put our kids into programs in school they have extracurricular activities if you homeschool your child you're we're supposed to have them also engaged in learning groups and whatnot so they're not just there and learning sports and all that sports everything you know getting out there having a life yeah oh so you know i give my dog a life and it makes them more balanced yes <laughs> that's it you let them almost mirror the life that you have and then they're happy, they're, they're grateful, they're appreciative. Right. And that's what's lacking from the relationship is that equivalent exchange of appreciation, um, integrity, gratitude, and love, really. So everything you're describing is people that have been quarantined for a year. <laughs> it, it's, it's, I mean, if you're caged up, you're gonna be I love it. You're going to feel like shit. Exactly. You're, you're going to be like, oh my God, I have yeah. to go somewhere. Like you're either going to get depressed or yeah. you're going to um, eat your own poop or like, you yeah. know, yeah. anything like that. Like to put it in like extreme terms, yeah. you start eating like crap. Yeah. You start eating uh, just anything, drinking anything and everything. Right. You want to like almost feel something like maybe getting bored, doing drugs, stuff like bored. that. Exactly. Like, yeah. Obviously, dogs can't shoot up heroin, but no, um, they try. I've no, seen it. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I've seen it. You'd be surprised. <laughs> never, never. Yeah. I'm On my bike ride. You're just in the back. Like, I probably shouldn't be live saying that. But what's up to everyone? I hate lives, dude. They're so awkward. They're lagged. They're lagged too. What's up, everybody? <laughs> you know when that guy's just standing in the front of the camera, they're like, <laughs> "Yes, yeah." They're, they're waiting for. It. They're like, "All right, let's wait for that." And it's like you're gonna have five people, right? <laughs> Those five people are gonna cycle off. I've only ever seen fifteen. Is <laughs> it, bro? Come on. Exactly. And he's like, "What up? What up? What up? Oh shit! All right." Aaron. yo what up and then it like the person leaves and like oh. uh, poor connection yeah <laughs> all right i'm gonna get off this <laughs> i'm just doing it so i don't know if you heard i've been doing kind of uh research on like instagram and how to grow your brand and all this shit yeah and like apparently you have to use everything yeah so i've never done a live this is my first one okay. hopefully my stuff gets thrown out there in, in the yeah. algorithm um i'll share it thanks man mm -hmm. uh yeah i don't even know how to stop it so that's pretty cool 
We're gonna oh, take a quick you, oh, break. you don't. You don't. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> you don't. You let it go. Uh, we're going to take a quick break because I have to use the restroom. Um, and we'll be right back to talk about everything. What it's like to be in the cage. Exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's, a, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> that's what it's like to be in the cage. That's dope. How long does this have to go for? Good energy. Good energy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck well, it. I forgot. It's all good. <laughs> well, there's something that just it's really nice like everything that we're talking about is really cool because it all works together like it doesn't it doesn't really matter that i do dog training it's literally just a way to handle life it's like we create rules for ourselves we stick to those rules there's no ifs ands or buts those are our non-negotiables we have boundaries things that we just know that are good for us and not good for us so we make sure to exercise those boundaries and then we have limitations our natural limitations just we're human we know that we can't fly we can't jump and stay suspended in the air you know also i feel love i feel anger i feel jealousy sometimes i feel resent like these are my limitations and my boundaries and this is how i create my rules by working with those things together i'm able to um flourish as an individual and thrive by knowing how to create structure for myself through that chaos i'm able to get more more out of every single experience right you know i'm there so we make the dogs grounded that's beautiful that's it that's it and again i'm gonna make another parallel i have a cat i have two dogs i have one cat uh no i'm just joking i love cats too (laughs) (laughs) um i'm not a big cat guy uh the cat just kind of fell on our laps one day and we're like i was like you know what i'll keep it um keep her uh there's a funny joke there and pussy raining from heaven uh yeah fell on my lap that's gross i just licked the mic gross um (laughs) no now now it's proper (laughs) (laughs) now we're getting real we're in the perfect we're in the perf chair today um yeah i i I actually trained my cat to like come when she hears this Mm mm-hmm yeah, I don't know if you can hear that. The rubbing um, of the fingers. Yeah, the rubbing of the fingers. Uh, she comes. She knows her name because I guess a lot of cats don't or they don't care to. Cats are very like they're just like people. I love it in the way that they have their own quirks and they have their own. Mm-hmm. My dog hates being rubbed in her belly, um, and I tell people that, and they go, "Oh, why?" I'm like just the way like do you want me to go up to you and like poke your butthole that's what I say yeah exactly real, not the butthole thing but but yeah I do I'm, I'm, like, I'm going extremes <laughs> but yeah it's true do you like being or let me put my fingers in your nose like right. this and they're like I wouldn't want that the cat doesn't want it either the dog no. doesn't want it either the dog doesn't dog will bite you cat will scratch you exactly and I think we kind of put like what that? you just said Okay, you know, the first question you asked me, what are some of the things, you know, you see your dog's just trying to play and have fun. The other person's like, no, my dog's right. bad. <sighs> Huge. Okay, so lost the point completely. I, I got <laughs> I just, it's okay. What's wrong it's with okay. that? Dude, that dog threw us. <laughs> what was it? It was the, what were we just saying? It was like about getting hurt or something like that. What, what, what did we just say? What the about, fuck? About what I just literally just said? Literally. <laughs> Like literally, the, how you have your own quirks. You don't really like to be. You don't like right. to be pet in certain places or whatever. Same with the okay, dogs. Okay, I got it. So here's the thing: is people then because we treat these dogs not like dogs, we take away the fact that we need to respect them as animals. Right. These things can hurt us. I mean, they can kill us. They really can. It's yeah. happened, unfortunately. But 
we treat them like these humans and then we go to do something that is maybe ignorant on our behalf that is actually a huge disrespectful move to the dog like going mm-hmm. to touch the dog on the head when you don't know the dog the dog doesn't like you and you get bit now that dog is getting quarantined possibly put down person's yeah. going to get sued or fined or whatever it is dog's going to be on watch now all because i was too ignorant to maybe say maybe this majestic beautiful many-toothed animal might want to not have me touch him right now maybe oh. they had a bad day too yeah and how they how are they going to tell us no us humans so high exactly right exactly. they're gonna bite us so i mean this i feel like that's created so many problems for people because they've wanted to interact with these animals in such a way that actually uh is indignant like it, it's indignant to towards the animal it's not respecting them we're treating them like possessions yep. and this is the base of all problems with our dogs circle it back that's what we started Done. talking about yeah. um you know i just remembered when you were saying that i remembered my my next question that's how you know we're on when track. i was in the bathroom yeah <laughs> um we're in now baby sorry about the whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah. we literally were forgetting everything <laughs> right um Dang. before i forget again uh what are your <laughs> i'm gonna ask you a question that i've gotten asked so many times because i think we're like in the same situation with our careers mm-hmm. what are your credentials my credentials well okay so yeah when i got out of the military i started walking my dog and uh you know i loved it (laughs) and i like i said i was collecting welfare did not want to work i want to spend all my time with my dogs and i'm a creative individual now this was a depressed randy so i didn't know and actually blusive my dog is actually what taught me to express led me on so many different adventures just so i could see her tail whack you know it's beautiful that's awesome and so i ended up finding this job on craigslist one day because the girlfriend was like listen it's cool you get these six hundred dollars every month (laughs) but (laughs) but i'm paying for everything and you eat a lot (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) like no one else has parallels like that that's That's with me right now (laughs) (laughs) but i ended up calling up this uh happy dogs and it was a dog walking position i was like sign me up i can bring my dog sign me up hell yeah it's the only way i'm working is if my dog gets to come with me and so she started she was able to come with me and i just noticed i mean blusif my dog she already listened and that's not because i was a trainer and that's how i know it's not about being a trainer it's just i loved her i loved her and i was like how do i make sure you see as much as possible are as safe as possible, but still get to be you as much as possible, which is pretty much how my mom raised me. And I I love you, her, for that. It's amazing. But that was it. And then the dog starts listening. They, the canines, they pay attention to those who take steps with them. If we move as a unit, we move as a pack, we move together as a group, well, we're similar. We do what we, if you do that, I do that. We're pack, we ride or die like that. So I started seeing that the dogs were listening to me and my boss started noticing that they were listening as well and he invited me out one weekend to his uh, super dogs training we had like 16 people all with their dogs horrendous but it was amazing because <laughs> they they were listening right because yeah. it was good instruction he's a very good instructor uh, pat levine is his name um and so yeah he invited me out and i was just helping people and he was like you know what kind of looks like you like it you got a knack for it let me teach you and so then he became my mentor officially and 
I ended up learning how to run the shop, do the training programs, obstacle and agility, course training. The only thing I never really did was attack training. But I want to touch base on that right now because the theory, okay, how you teach dog to be aggressive with mm-hmm. these kind of with that with training is that um you keep them in a crate in a box all the time except for when you bring them out to interact with them. When you bring them out to interact with them, you use an item that, you know, will really magnetize their attention. It's their reward. They get all rattled for it. And all they want is your interaction anyways. Probably give them some treats, too. So they're like neurons that wire together, fire together, right? Right. You're like just letting them out. This is their freedom. They get to go to the bathroom. They're going to get to eat some treats. They get to tear something up. Yeah. This is your purpose, dog. That's their life. Right. And so what happens? You leave people inside for six months. Let them all out. What happened everywhere? The streets were rampaged. There was riots. I mean, it, it seems like it's, it's like empirically <laughs> validated through so many other situations in history. Yeah. I mean, we all know history repeats itself. We know mm-hmm. the, the term. Uh, yeah. And that's that's a, I and mean, that's a good point. The winners write the history books. So there you go. Or those of us that just kind of like look around and watch and like, <laughs> what is this really about? I think if you ask questions, Straight it's, it's uh, you're winning. Yeah. If you're asking questions, you're winning. Sure. If if you're yeah. if something seems right to you, question it. If something mm-hmm. seems wrong to you, question it. Yeah. I think you should question everything. Everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. I kind of with this whole Black Lives Matter thing, um, I've kind of sat back and why. Obviously, I don't really have the authority to to say like, oh, this is how it should be or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I've kind of noticed that a lot of for example, actually, let me show you this picture of this shirt at Target. Okay. You. And also, I do think you have the right, but show me the shirt. Here. So I'm going to show you the shirt. I've, I saw this at Target. Read what the shirt says, if you can. To my black people, I love you. Mess. So, uh, the, the shirt next to it says, all black everything. Um, they eat. Hold up. They ebonixed that motherfucker right there. <laughs> er, er, what? Is that earthing? Like, earthing BLK. Yeah. They're like, make it, you know, approachable. <laughs> so, you want to mm, let them know way in advance that you're cool. <laughs> my, the equivalent of this, I used to have a, I used to have a coworker, Quinn, shout out Quinn Driver. And I would go up to her. She was, she was half, but I would go up to her and I would do this bit mm-hmm. where I was like a, a out of touch old white dude. Half like, what? Half black, half white. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Why? What? I don't know. I was just wondering. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like anyway. half Colombian. Yeah, yeah, half yeah. True, 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 true. Um, oh, that's true. Damn, I'm ignorant. Um, <laughs> I should have bought that shirt. But, hey, man, it's all good. It's all good, baby. <laughs> Play the part. Exactly. And I used to go up to her and go, "Yo, <laughs> you like the YG?" And um, <laughs> it was like a, it was like a little bit. I love it. Um, and she was just like roll her eyes, and you know, it was a joke. Yeah. Uh, but seeing something like this it's a it's a white shirt that says to all my black people i love you mm-hmm. i i Suspicious. just feel like that's some like marketing shit some white guy mm. was standing in it and and i always think of those like conference room tables like mm-hmm. what if we had you know it's always some mm-hmm. out of touch white dude george what soros if- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that exactly guy. exactly george Soros. yeah george george soros um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like they've turned this whole Black Lives Matter thing into like a marketing campaign. Yeah. And they've turned it into like, I have black friends. 
Yeah. That I think that shirt is the equivalent of me being like, whoa, oh, you're not, it's you're okay. not racist. You I'm not racist. I, Good job. Dude, I have a black on my thing. I'm right here. And <laughs> I should have this accolade on my podcast, This Life. Right. A podcast by American Media. Also, mm-hmm. we have black people on it. You know? Right. Like, I feel like it's, sometimes natives. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I've had a mixed person. I, you know, I know mixed people. Mixed with what? <laughs> I need to be specific. Yeah. yeah. I just think this this whole thing, and I've said this before, and it's fine if you disagree with me, but I think this whole thing has turned into not what we want it to turn into. I think it's turned into like a that, that stage. shirt. Yeah. It, it's that stage An presence. Act. It's that, oh, I have a black square on my Instagram thing. Like, right. I'm an ally. Right. But where are you now? Ooh, that goosebumps came There you back. go, man. So I call <laughs> those my truth bumps, by the way. So it means you're speaking real. Yes. Exactly. Where Where are you now? What are you doing now for your community? Right. Where, where's the voice now that is screaming, you know, I only shop at black places. And, and it's always people that are like, not black. Right. It's like reverse racism. <laughs> Dude. You know. It's such a weird parallel. Yeah. And even I even feel bad like being like, well, you're a black guy. What do you think? You know, I I, yeah. I feel like that that teacher that's like, so today we're gonna read, you know, Harriet Tubman's Journey. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like over here. Who's Harriet Tubman? It's like the one not black black guy. <laughs> Got him on my show from Canada, eh? With the roast with the roast hand. <laughs> Your teacher got you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you're not watching the YouTube video, I highly suggest. <laughs> Dude, you got so you're like this, <laughs> but you, you get what I mean. Like, yeah, I I always refer to this. There's a there's a a teacher um on Fresh Prince who's like the cool te- like the young white teacher. He goes up to to Will all the time. He's like, Yo, what's the haps? You know, like things like that. And, yeah. Um, building culture around even being stereotypically prejudiced <laughs> exactly yeah so i i don't know man i think these it's just gotten to a point where we're so lost in what mm. black people want and what women want and what mm. because we have these higher i'm i guess i'll call them higher powers in our society that's like this is what they want mm-hmm. oh this is you know when i heard joe biden say if you're if you don't vote for me, you're not black. I was like, that's where we're at. Yeah, that's exactly where we're at. Where that's we so amazing. We almost even tell black people or women or you know trans, mm-hmm. you're liberal, right? It's like black people and Mexicans are are right. we aren't liberal because you're black or Mexican. Exactly, right. we're conservative at the core of ourselves. We're conservative. Our parents are conservative. Mm-hmm. Our my grandparents are some racist ass shit like mine too i mean i before i knew what being racist was i was racist exactly as a black kid i was racist towards white kids i was racist towards indian kids like west indian you know what i mean like anything that was different because i felt like i had to be you know there was we're segregated kind of not in the way that you're really segregated but you're told you're different you're you're cool. You're so cool. You know that? Why? Oh, you just a, come on, brother. You're a brother. Come on now. You're able to, I'm like, yeah. oh, so this is why I'm cool. So nothing in here matters, right? Okay, cool. So I can just shoot guns. I can drink and whatever, because that's literally what makes me cool. It's a it's a loaded topic, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm working on getting someone 
Black? <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, Mixed. Man. <laughs> Thanks to be exact. No, um, I mean, she's she's a she's a black woman. She's a, a I mean, she's a black scholar. Yeah. And I want to hear from a black, not that your voice doesn't matter or anything, but mm-hmm. like, I want to hear textbook stuff. Right. I want to hear, and I mean, on the other hand, I want to yeah. talk to someone who's openly racist just to be like, how the fuck did you get here? Have you seen that uh, Netflix documentary where he goes, uh, I think it's called like, This is America or something like that. And it's like this half Muslim dude, like he's kind of black and white and he goes to the most racist places. Yeah. And interviews these people, and they do it like they they do it. It's uh, really? Sasha Baron Cohen. Is it co- comedian Borat? He, no, it's not him. Oh, okay, but he is it's also a comedian one. though. He's bigger. He talks like this. I don't know if Borat talks like oh, that. Oh no, 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 that's on Vice. Yes, Vice, Vice, and he has a, a gap in his tooth. Gap in his tooth, and yeah. he's like, "Well, I'm not even I'm not even from here." <laughs> like he's had, yeah, he has the thickest right accent yeah i love that show dude I mean, oh, what's it called you it's know? weird no i don't but uh look if you're listening at home look that up it's on vice mm-hmm. I, I don't know just google like vice racism show or something right. like that uh, man interviews every racist group there is in the world because he goes to that kkk he does he area. goes to russia to where it's like right. they're not even like really racist they're just like we they, they, i remember hearing it like this he's like so you're, you're not a racist. He's like, no, I'm not a racist. I just don't think that, you know, I just think that our people should breed with our people. Your people should breed with your people. Like, you should. Racist. I mean, yeah, it is. But, you know, I've spoken to black people, so many black people. When I was growing up in my life, <clears throat> still am. But as when I was growing up. <laughs> well, once I grew up, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. like a Latino guy or whatever. They don't tell me anymore. <laughs> you're right. I'm, I'm actually transitioning to latino you showed up in like white linens like drake <laughs> shout out shout out drake yeah drake drizzy <laughs> but yeah no yeah yeah I, well so sorry you didn't finish your thoughts i interrupted you but um it's okay when growing up mm-hmm. you were told just what? that i'm honestly i kind of forgot about that it's it's okay you just you're told how to be when like i was told i was supposed to do this i didn't even know i was allowed to skateboard i skateboarded and i was like you know this either gay or you're white for doing that you're whitewashed i remember hearing all that kind of shit when i was growing up and even my voice when i speak people are like oh that sounds like a white guy and i'm like wow because i've read books and because i enunciate and i say what it is that's on my mind and articulate my thoughts and i'm not ignorant Right. They're like, oh, you're trying to be like not a black person. It's like, wow, wow. Everything black or whatever. Everything, baby. Everything. Oh, insane. Um, yeah. yeah. I and didn't go to the marches. You didn't? I didn't. I don't think they work. You're a racist. I know. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> I had people I had people tell me that. Just like, yeah. not that I'm a racist, but like, they were like, are you going to the marches? And I'd be like, um... No, I'd rather do like right. something else, you know. I'll, Anything, and you know, yeah. That's, but be proactive. Yeah, still, you know, I'll be proactive in my own way. And yeah. they'd be like, "It'd be really cool if you went and like documented it." And I'm like, uh. "Um, yeah, that would be cool." But uh, you know, I'm, I think I'm a yeah. Oh, so you don't believe in this movement? And I'm like, all of a sudden, so many assumptions, dude. It quickly turns into a. I'm not racist, right? I'm not. Uh, I'm going to buy that shirt and be like, yeah, check it out, buddy. And they'll be like, oh, right. And that's you saying that. And then, you know, so me having to have that same conversation with someone is like, well, you're just complacent. 
or you're not you're you on the side of the oppressor right i'm like what or you know they got to you you're one of the, you're one of the exactly. tame ones exactly <laughs> you know? you're not allowed to have a thought if it's not their thought yeah and that to me was the funniest thing about the black lives matter campaign that has happened is first off it's been hijacked it's not even owned by the people or backed up by the people who did it and then the second thing is just that it kind of split friend groups up like black oh, friends with black friends and black friends with white friends and white friends with white friends it's like there was problems and lines made where they never even had to be distinguished before yeah. i had a hurting with some of my friends because they went to the black lives matter marches and i didn't and i'm like you know that shit's stupid and i feel that in my heart but i also feel in my heart that it's beautiful that these people do want to go to something like black lives matter and like preach like that and be out there and i'm like that's dope i got my ass beat though <laughs> literally like dozens not dozens of times at least twice and they're both great experiences you know because i get to be here now but like i'm not going to march where the police tell me it's okay to march defending my rights when defending my rights is actually the lack of rights at all it's it's a paradox and no one's right or wrong and going back to what we said before there's so many different layers to it's just like mental health and i always talk about it you got the the you got the onion and you start peeling mm -hmm. layers to get to the center. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Mm -hmm. The whole systematic racism thing that exists. Yeah. It, it's real police yeah. brutality. And yeah, they stemmed from, I mean, they stem from a racist organization and it's kind of hard to just be yes. like one day turn around and be like, you know what? We're not racist anymore. We're it's not going to do that. Yeah. We're chilling. We're good. Um, redlining. Same thing. If you actually sit down, do the research and not just listen to shit on social media or even just listen to us. Exactly. Yeah. Then, then you'll be like, oh, follow the money. Oh, I get yeah. it. Follow the money for real. Yeah. George Soros is a man who I forget what exactly it was, but he inflated the economy so much and then pulled everything out and watched it crumble. He's the, the Google guy, right? George Soros. Here, let me let me do this real quick just to give it because this is someone that everyone should know about. Educate us, man. George. I know. Um. Who's that fat guy that he always talks about him? George Soros. Uh, oh, and he's angry yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah. What's his name? What's that guy's name? Uh, I don't know, but. He was on a podcast. Uh, and he I was, was. Dude, it's so hard to listen to him. He's intense. He's just like, well, the, the, the frog, they're making the frogs gay, and uh, George Soros, is he's got a concentration camp. You sound like him. <laughs> That's great. What's his name? I don't dude? even know his name. <laughs> anyway, but, go about Soros, and then I'm going to... Well, it's just kind of crazy. Uh, George Soros is a Hungarian-born American billionaire investor and philanthropist. As of May 2020, he had a net worth of $8.3 having donated more than $32 billion to the Open Society Foundations, of which $15 billion have already been distributed distributed representing 65 percent of its original fortune so obviously this is something written in his favor but like let's just look at this who needs 8.3 million dollars yep how many people are there on the world and why can't everyone get two hundred thousand dollars why he'll still have money in his pocket exactly he'll still be making money the guy's name by the way is alex jones but uh, alex, yeah. jones? Alex, alex jones alex jones yeah alex jones yeah <laughs> oh um God. but yeah no and then that's where my capitalistic brain goes mm -hmm. because I, I under, I like, I'm, I'm pretty much capitalism's bitch right now because I'm at the very bottom, mm. but I still have to kind of, for lack of a better word, kind of suck on the teat of capitalism because yeah. 
I need to vape. Yeah, yeah, cultivate. <laughs> oh, suck on the tea. Suck on the tea. <laughs> George Soros. Um, <laughs> dude, like every single day. That's going to get misread. <laughs> Someone's going to take it out of context, <laughs> sucking on George Soros' <laughs> tea. Yeah, dude. I wish, dude. I'm just... <laughs> 8.3 billion. What's How much up? you gonna pay me? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> um, that's where I look at these dudes and I'm like, man, that's mm-hmm. it's cool that that can be achieved. Mm-hmm. It's cool that we have, you know, those business tycoons and stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, we're peeling the onion here. Mm-hmm. Once we start peeling the onion, we're like, oh, they practice terrible business ethics, which I don't think business ethics is a thing, but they're shitting on everybody else they don't have to follow rules they don't have to follow rules and they their business or whatever it is exists as an entity outside of themselves that can take all the repercussion of any negative decision that impacts more than just themselves it's like when the the you know the judge and the jury come it's not even the people who are getting in trouble it's just the name and then it they just assemble it they got a Exactly. Slap on the hand. Yeah. Yep. I read in the book and in, in a book, I can't even remember what it is, but they said that on earth, the corporations, the big corporations are like the demigods in which they control everything. They control politics, the flow, inflow, outflow, you know? So, and then when they get in trouble, they're absolved. They, and then they'll reappear as something else. Well, Uber is actually a, they've taken precautions to not be called a ride sharing Okay. Company. They're actually a technology company. Oh. So they don't have to follow the transportation guidelines. Oh. They don't have to follow, like, I guess the contractor. You know how they were trying to, uh, like, put a hammer down on, on Uber and ride sharing, yep. Lyft and all that? Not um, safe and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So at the base of it, while I do understand that they give people jobs, mm-hmm. is that really fair? Hmm. Are they taking advantage of people? Are they the people that, and I, I'm the douchebag that talks to the Uber drivers, even if they don't want to talk to me, I'm like, give me that conversation. Um, and you know, I'm from Peru and I came here and, um, lost my job. Now I'm an Uber driver and this is what I do. And I came here for a better life and I love my life. I'm an Uber driver. Like they have that as their identity. (laughs) They put money into their cars and stuff. Yeah. Waters. Dude, everything. A lot of the times, it's not. They're like, "Well, I can put it on like my taxes." What does that do, though? Yeah. Are you getting paid enough to? Are you running the numbers, and are you just kind of someone's this big apps right. slave? Like right. you have to like, just like I said, I I love I take Ubers all the time, mm-hmm. but I have to look into the ethics of it. I I shop on Amazon. I have to look into the ethics of it. Yeah. I have to just kind of like, is it okay that Amazon Basics exists? Hmm. They're pretty much just ripping off other companies interesting and uh, there's a, a company called peak design that has backpacks and all this other stuff they have this everyday sling amazon came out with an amazon basics everyday sling hmm. and they literally put it side to side and peak design was like you know what shop with them but you won't have our guarantee you won't have our craftsmanship right you won't have this is they pretty much were like this is what you're paying for so they're allowed to plagiarize essentially exactly and they that they literally they put it side to side and it's like the exact same thing nice but they went through like this zipper shit yeah this doesn't open up right this rips and then like yeah tearing it apart and stuff and then they're like but this is our bag you have our name behind it you have this and that kind of shows 
the bigger picture of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amazon is great because two days you're good. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper to you know convenient. It's convenient, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we're like we've created this monster that is coming after other stuff. Yeah, jobs. But it's I insane. Mean, I'm just gonna say I, it would be beautiful if jobs became automated. Anyways, most of them I feel like can. I, I feel like any. Literally any fast food joint can be completely automated. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Like a robot. That's it. Would you like your burger? Yeah. You probably won't even have someone giving it to you. It's just be like, That's you true. know, in the take your shoot box. Or but then where do those jobs go well, for the people that have them or what, had them? What is a job and what are we working for? Why is that what we're doing in our life to make us feel fulfilled like there has to be equivalent exchange but if you don't have to work for someone else if i don't have to work for someone else what is my job gonna be like i feel like that's a no-brainer i'm gonna write i'm gonna throw mud at the water and watch how it splashes i'm gonna walk in the woods and eventually i'm gonna stumble on something and that's what i love it's what i love to do what makes me feel like i can stay up all the time and that happens for everybody it does with enough time and seeking questioning ourselves and looking inside we find it i think one of the biggest questions that people don't ask themselves is am i happy mm. and what does happening happiness actually mean mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I'm still on the eight to five mindset i've been doing this for like two years or whatever mm-hmm. monday we're supposed to shoot monday yeah and i got Sorry about that. I had some uh, stomach issues, you know? <laughs> I got a little bit of food poisoning. I'm not going to lie. It was a slow day. Um, what you eat? Sushi. <sighs> yeah. Oh. Sushi. Good old sushi. Yeah. Like half day I was I was done, but then I was in... <laughs> half day I was done. Half <laughs> like the, day I was done. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. In the middle of the day, I just kind of stopped throwing up. Mm-hmm. As gross as that is, I'm going to be transparent. Um, And I was like, should I call Rand- Randall and like, you know, I... I and of course, I feel bad because you're not getting paid for this. You're, this is your your own. I'm getting paid for this. <laughs> no, I, I am. I just though. didn't know it. How? See, well, that's the thing. Is like, what is payment? What is work? What is a job? Exactly. You know, I. You're not getting monetary. No, and money. that's. I don't even want that. I mean, I, I love it. I like it. I do really because mm-hmm. that's what buys me the trinkets and whatnot. And but this is amazing. This is exchange. This is conscious connections. Yeah. Right here. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I'm like. And people are like, well, what do you want out of the podcast? And I'm like, I just want to fill my time with something productive. And I yeah. think this is super productive. But yeah. that whole day on Monday, I was just like, I had the the biggest amount of guilt. Interesting. And it wasn't even like, man, I let him down. It was like, I'm not in the office today. I, I should. Okay, I didn't do the podcast, but I should do this work and this work and this work. And mm. I was just feeling my mind with like the things I wasn't doing. I can relate with that. Yeah. Yeah. How so? Well, it's filling our minds with the things that we should be doing or are not supposed to be doing kind of thing. Right. It's that that self-chatter, that inner self-chatter that just breaks us down and eats away at us. Is this what I should be doing? My my friend yeah. with a nine to five just got a, a new apartment. What am I still doing living where I'm living? And all those little things and you're, you're right. just... You you honestly you don't think about it until mm-hmm. you think about it. Someone gets married. I'm like, should I be getting married? <laughs> New shoes. Oh, my shoes are kind of dingy. 
Yep. And you're like, well, and then you're like, well, you know, I need a new outfit for the shoes. <laughs> and then it just goes on. It's, goes on. it's a loop. Shout out to money. It's a loop. Shout out money. Thank you. Shout out money. Yeah. Enjoy. I'm into bartering system. I'm into trading. I'm into collaboration. And I believe by building community that we can actually pretty much, we can get rid of the monetary system because <clears throat> it's family. Yeah. It's, it's building a sense of purpose in the community. Everyone knows where they fit, what they do, who fits where, when they do kind of thing. Exactly. How to interact. If you don't like that, it's okay. That's not the spot for you. There's a community out there. Yeah. But it does have to be cultivated. That's true. It does. And I mean, I everywhere I go, I try to do that. I used to work at a, a um, co-working place called Local Hub and everyone mm-hmm. that has been listening since the beginning, that's where I did the podcast. And okay. I would make content for them and, and, and all that. But I, I kind of miss that. And I think, again, circling this back to COVID and all that stuff, mm-hmm. we do miss that sense of community and that sense yes. of, of speaking to somebody. Yeah. And that same person you see every single day, good morning, good morning, right. and then go to your cubicle. Right. That little interaction means something. And you raise a good point. It's our jobs, even though they're jobs, they, did, they were our community. Exactly. Everyone there is doing a job. We all have something in common yep the common enemy exactly yeah the the (laughs) boss did you hear what so-and-so did oh my god yeah Um, and you guys just bond over and let's get a beer after work sure let's do it and you're just sitting there talking shit and yeah shooting the shit and yeah i i outside of school how else is gonna happen i remember graduating high school and being like how am i gonna meet women (laughs) right straight up straight up because i was just like i'm scared of the outside world and right and now uh I mean, I've met people like you, mm-hmm. literally at Pizza, Pizza Port, Port, yeah, and I don't even re- probably remember. countless others. Yeah. And, yeah, and there's so many people. I met someone. Shout out to Mary, Mary Jo. Um, met her at a winery because I was shooting for my friend Sergio. Fast forward a year, mm-hmm. literally a year. I'm walking down to Fusion here. That's like two minutes away, and she comes up to me. She goes, "You don't remember me, do?" And I was like, "Should I have?" And she's like. <laughs> I was like, what did I do to you? Like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. You're that amazing videographer. We met at Forgotten Bear. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, hey. what's your name? I, I remember we're standing here, 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 here. I don't remember your name. I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh, my, my name is Mary. And yeah. She sent me an email the next day and was just like so sweet. That's amazing. And I'm like, man, if we all just kind of like reached out a little bit more to people and mm-hmm. those tiny interactions, like mm-hmm. they go a long way with people. Even if for you, it's like, oh, it's just. Uh, common in passing yeah it it's it has weight paying it forward common in passing has weight our weights have our words have weight every day on my uh instagram canine conscious i put tips and i just put it there to build community and it's just things i'm regularly doing with my dogs they're sitting right here there's a vehicle going by you know there's a person coming i'm getting them to look at me yeah we're eating i want them to stop you know, I'm gonna do the the food one. Yeah, I actually tried with my dogs, and I was like, <gasps> and it like worked. Awesome! Like, oh it should. Yeah. So, yeah. dude, follow Canine Conscious. Uh, you guys have some some dope stuff. And thank you again. I just to kind of wrap up here. I mm-hmm. truly admire what you're doing and how you do it because you are building relationships with dogs, mm-hmm. but you're not. You're kind of going against the quote unquote common grain of. Oh, my baby and right. put the dog in a in a, in a car seat right and, buckle oh. them in and shit dude like buckling your dog, dog in dude. right i don't understand it you know 
But that's a whole other topic. That's it. I just got them again. <laughs> the truth the, bombs the came truth back. Bumps, they came back. Hell, you remember. Yeah. Well, Rando, I appreciate you being on. Uh, and yeah, this this was a this was a great conversation for sure. Had a great conversation. Yeah. Um, we didn't even scratch the surface of dog stuff. It's amazing, uh, dude. We <laughs> went on so many tangents. I've had people tell me like, "Hey, I like your show and all, but like you go on a lot of," t-. and I'm like, "You gotta fucking deal with it, dude." <laughs> You know, that's my shit. I'm, and that's how I speak. Like normally, I'll be like, put a pin in it, dude. Did you see that guy? You know, it's like stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I, that's just how I am. And, I like and I'm like so scatterbrained. And maybe yeah. that's why I meet people yeah. like you. And I'll see a dog and be like, oh my god, the dog, oh my god, the dog. Right? Can I pet your dog? Yes. <laughs> what do you guys do? And then just back and forth and back yeah. and forth and yeah. Um, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at K9 Conscious. That is C A N I N E Conscious. C O N S C I O U S. K9 Conscious. That's on Instagram. Um, if you want to check out my music on Spotify, it's Randall, spelt R, the and symbol, and the capital L. And I'm on Apple Music as well. And uh, if you want my personal Instagram, it's zero, as in the number zero, GDF7. So zero GDF7. And shoot me a message. Get connected. Let's create that community. Let's cultivate awareness and pay it forward. Create that community. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me at Mayorka Media. That's M-A-Y-O-R-C-A, uh, M-E-D-I-A on Instagram. Uh, if you go to the link in my bio, all my stuff is on there for the YouTube, for Spotify, for Apple Podcasts. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating or give me a rating. Uh, five stars. Dude, if you want to leave like a terrible review, but you leave a five star rating, also read it. You know? Don't, come on now. I know. Don't, but. <laughs> Do something know. productive. He does great, but he goes on, you know, different <laughs> rambling stuff and forgets words all the time. Um <laughs> Jeez, I'm going to close this out. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, Make sure you go on the YouTube watch. uh, Follow me on Instagram and follow Kane Unconscious. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I love you. Bye. (laughs) Yes. Dude, that was freaking money. That was a great one. Awesome. How'd you feel? I feel great.